0: maven keys on the podcast how are you today miss maven
1: i am fantastic Fantastic. You know, I, th-
0: I never really like double checked am i saying it right or is it like maven or nope, it's is- maven oh my gosh nailed it i nailed it i nailed it <laughs> By the way, like while that intro was playing, I don't know why, but in my mind, I wanted to hear T-Pain sing "If I Have One More Drink." You know that
2: song?
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, I love T-Pain. I have a strong affinity for the um oh the Epiphany album. That was one of my favorite things ever. Um, in my early twenties.
0: Yeah. No kidding, man. That was (laughs) like. the the best musical time in a while actually because before that it was the nineties music that was really the hot stuff, you know, all of the R and B that was coming out, the Aaliyahs, the the Cisco's and just everybody that was a part of that <laughs> that you know, oh, that yeah. pop music, the genuine, you know oh, yeah. John- Oh man. oh man, you guys don't want to get me started. I know I can't sing, but you guys get me started, and you know what I mean. Yeah, you you
1: go. Yes, yes, so, yes. So that's I could talk. We could just make this a music conversation if you want oh, to do that. Okay. We could just right, do that. Totally.
0: Let's, let's get into it, man. Like, what is your uh, typical uh, playlist looking like?
1: Oh, boy, I I honestly don't have a typical. um, Everything for me musically is 100% mood based and can absolutely change on a dime. Um, Mm -hmm. Because as we were saying earlier before we started this, when we were getting our tech on to make sure we were streaming right, um, I am an elder millennial. I am like on the cusp of I was born in the early 80s. And so Mm -hmm. Um, My parents were born in the late 50s, so all the music that I experienced growing up is very vast. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, my great-grandparents, so I listened to a lot of like wartime swing music. Um, Mm. Glenn Miller Orchestra is one of my favorite things ever, Um, and all of that type of stuff. Um, I go to jazz shows often here where I live. Um, but I also love Twain country and pop and really shitty electronic music when the mood is right. And I am a Meg The Stallion stan. Big oh, time. shit.
2: Um,
1: so, and I also, like, I fuck with gangster reps so hard. I used to listen to Tupac. Like, um, the All Eyes On Me, like, double album was, like, my shit when I was like 12 in my bedroom alone just like in the mirror like what was Tupac like was first, my bestie <laughs> what was like the first
0: rap music you ever really dove into was it Tupac
1: definitely definitely because um oh I'm really gonna date myself but I did uh I think I was like 10 or 11 and I signed up I had some magazine and signed up for one of those like uh Columbia House like BMG music clubs. So right. like 13 CDs for a penny uh for the kids <laughs> out there. A CD is a compact disc and <laughs> it looks like this. and <laughs> oh, almost yeah. like a record but smaller and you put it in in these things these little lasers ding off of it, it plays music. The shit is wild. But you used that to be able to get 13 five. for a penny. <laughs>
0: That is the wildest thing to think of right now that the kids today will never know what a CD is and for us it's so normal and regular they yeah. won't even know what a DVD is no. honestly the DVD <laughs> and the CD for them is what the cassette tape was for us honestly but mm-hmm. well actually no cuz we had that when we were younger during that I had pop- a
1: cassette walkman and when the I battery know. died like the tape would slow
0: so it would
1: play was- slower <laughs>
0: Yep, yep. So I guess like for us, it would be more so, um, like a a record player. Um, what do they called? I don't know. I see it it's skipping my like mind eight right
2: tracks. now. Tracks, eight tracks, or, or, and or eight tracks.
0: Yeah, or a record. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, records, yeah, vinyl. So yeah, vinyl. Excuse me. Yeah, so vinyl, like that wasn't our era really. Like that, you know. Mm. I have one now because I just like that kind of stuff. But it, it yeah. even sounds different when you listen to a vinyl.
1: Yes, 100%, 100%. Those definitely, vinyl is making a comeback too because of the sound quality is like unmatched. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, also like what you can get digitally is also unmatched. So you just find your vibe. But yeah, again, with like the technology of music, it's wild. I remember like a year or two ago, I was with a coworker who was younger and we were just having General conversation. I said something about the first CD I ever owned, and he was like, "You know, um I've never owned a CD." And I was like, mm-hmm. "What? What? Like, what do you mean?" That's
2: but he was okay. born in
1: 2000, and so when I thought about him, okay, if you're born in 2000, iPods weren't a thing until like 2008 ish, early 2010. And if you were a child, then why would you? Why would you have a CD?
0: I Thanks. remember being in high school and I was probably in the 11th grade when we're, we're super aging ourselves right now, but um, I was in high school <laughs> and the iPod came out. And so I remember the iPod came out, I believe before the iPhone, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I had an iPod. So if iPods came out before, yeah, around like 2004 ish, then that means there's no possible way that if you were born early 2000s that you really even really use CDs at all because everything mm. was digital at that point. That's everything. wild to think about. <laughs> 50 Cent in the club came out 20 years ago. That's oh, wild to think God. About.
1: It's your birthday. It's so <laughs> wow.
0: And it's, that song and is still, it's still knocks, awesome.
1: though. It's still it does, good. Yeah. Like you still totally like, does. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't feel anyone's sampled that yet, and that's kind of surprising.
0: Well, it's probably because the people that own the music is Jimmy Iovine. Uh, I mean, and, oh, and yeah. The
1: He's like, nah. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, none of those guys are are allowing that to fly. However, I do see that uh, Fergie is getting sampled in a new Jack Harlow song. I don't know if you know <gasps> too much. About Jack I, I saw
1: that today. I saw a reel come through, and I was like, oh, Okay. I was like, okay, shit. 100%, <laughs>
2: 100%. 100%. Yeah.
0: But the wild part about that in general is that the music that we came up on that we don't even think is old like that until we put it into perspective is getting sampled now. Yeah. Oh, yes. You came up on is getting sampled now. Mm-hmm. That's like a realization like damn, okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, uh, I've been there for a little bit.
1: That's, that's a weird thing to run into like dating wise, because I don't, I don't usually aim to date people younger than me, but it just kind of has naturally occurred that way. And, mm-hmm. um, they'll like play a song and I'm like, oh shit. Like, and I get, I start to like, feel all this like respect and like fondness. Cause like, oh, he like knows. And then it's something new. And then I'm like, oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> I remember uh someone played uh poetic justice for me like Kendrick's version or whatever um like last year two years ago and I was like yeah mm-hmm. I love this but I actually love the original like Big Janet Stan also love Janet, yeah, Janet. like never mm-hmm. not gonna love her forever and he was like what do you mean and I'm like anytime any place like the hottest music video like ever made you don't know what that is and he was like
2: right no. I was like oh, oh
1: wow <laughs> devastated.
0: Devastated. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> You didn't know that was a Janet Jackson like sample. Oh my
1: gosh. It made me sad. It made me. Real I sad. know.
0: I know. Like one of the one of the best women R&B pop artists to ever like grace this earth. Let alone her brothers and the king of pop.
2: You know. Like, like, yes. You know. <laughs> you know?
0: <Yeah. sighs> it's really crazy to think about when you put all of that into perspective, honestly. But like even MJ, like. Like, the music that he put out, honestly, his, like, music that really made him, you know, the distinguished artist that he was came out before we were born, really. Well, actually, no, it came out, like, early
1: 80s. The Thriller album, dropped the Year I Was Born.
0: See? Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. like, his, like, music that, like, really, like, last as of today... Yeah. It came out like before most people were born, but his music is so iconic and you know it came out a long time ago. What's well, see, that's the good thing about great music is that it never really goes away, and sometimes you don't even yeah. realize that it came out so long ago. My child <laughs> she listens to uh that song by Flo Rider and T Pain, speaking of T Pain again, that low, <laughs> low, 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 and I yeah. said, You know, now like, like, on like when I was in high school, and she's like, What really? I'm like, yeah, that came out that long ago. She was like, oh, wow. Well, I like the song. And I'm just thinking the great thing about good music is that it just
1: never goes away. It doesn't. It doesn't. Anything with a good hook Mm -hmm. will stand the test of time. I got to ask,
0: if you're at a barbecue at a Mm -hmm. get together or any kind of uh, gathering and Cupid Shuffle comes on, do you know how to do the Cupid Shuffle? Of course. Yeah.
1: Is it my favorite thing? No, but I'll jump. I'll jump. I'd rather do the wobble, honestly. I'd rather wobble, but, you know, that's a personal preference.
0: (laughs) Wobble. What's wobble? Put me on wobble.
1: No, wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Wobble. That one. Yes. That's more of a barbecue jam, though, I think.
0: (laughs) She said, I am Southern and we are wobbling around here. Yes
1: we're in texas yeah
0: oh and, and texas okay well hey that's mm-hmm. that's southern right there you know yes I it is never really been to texas like that but i heard it's humid
1: yeah i mean texas is texas
2: <laughs> right
1: i will say i'm i'm i am based near austin and so i am like a as we affectionately like to say, like we're a blueberry in the middle of a cherry pie kind of situation. Um, so um, the Austin area is like all things Texas, but it's also not Texas. So I feel like we live like in a little bubble here, but um, I, I've I do love things. this area.
0: Yeah. I've heard great things about that area. I've always wanted yeah. to go to South by Southwest. Maybe that's why you're so into music is because they have, music festivals out there don't they
1: yeah that and also the austin city limits uh music festival is a pretty big deal here that happens in the fall every year mm-hmm. and that's a two weekend three-day festival i don't really go to festivals like i did when i was younger because shoot i I just don't have the energy for it but um yeah right. it's a big music city there are lots of clubs all over town, so depending on what you're into, there's there's a vibe every night for whatever you want to see. And there's so many people trying to get their music heard that you can you can find a lot of um, happening people around here, which is great. I mean, Austin's very lively. It's definitely like a a na- it's it's a town where you have to seek out the things you want. They're definitely there, but you have to go digging for them. Um, yeah, man!
0: Shout out to Austin, right shout quick. Shout out man, to Austin. Austin. I'm have to pay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to pay. <laughs> week, well, how about we get into our foot muscle? Start to get on um, some Maiden Keys. Yeah. If you are watching this right now, make sure you smash the like button. Um, I noticed that fifty percent of the people that watch this show are subscribed. And the other 50% are not So make sure you press that subscribe button I know sometimes it can slip your mind Don't forget to smash that like And I do have Maven's Twitter and IG on the screen If you're listening to this and can't see the screen It'll be in the description of this podcast Yeah
2: (laughs) Amazing
0: I knew Maven would set the, the, the foot muscles on fire.
2: <laughs>
0: awesome. 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 All right. So we're back. So Here we are. I got into the, the Maven Keys thing for the people that do not know of you. And are curious to learn about you. So yeah. Maven Keys, why that name?
1: uh it is it is like an amalgamation of a few ideas so
0: i like to hear your ideas because you go in depth i feel like some people that. might
1: say get to the fucking point you know no um, but
0: that's, the, that's the great <laughs> part about you is that you go into depth on certain topics and you go into depth on everything honestly like you i try to yeah. And you're, you're methodical, st- strategical and all those things. So mm-hmm. that's very interesting to me. So go ahead. I
1: am. Um, I I definitely am someone that is a big idea, big picture person. I'm super macro. Um. I love to zoom out, but I also really love to zoom in. And I think mm-hmm. that zooming in is hyper important. Um, yeah. Sometimes we get lost in the big picture and the little things are the things we need to pay attention to. But I digress. Um, The origins of my name. um, When I first started doing this, um, and I was trying to create some sort of pseudonym that um, wasn't anywhere near my actual name, but something that I had an affinity for. So I was going to pick, like, my party girl name, uh, which was a name I only used when I went to Las Vegas. and. My name was Sophie Keys. And that Uh, was because of a person that I was hanging out with when I was definitely in a party girl phase. And we love the Black Keys a lot. And um, so when I would go out, I'd be like, I'm Sophie Keys. Like, I'm Sophie. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where it started. And then when I started to look through Twitter and Instagram, Reddit, everything, there are so many. Um, girls in sex work in general named Sophie. Um, Mm. So it's not really a distinguishing name, no matter what you put on the end of it. So I thought I needed to be like a little bit more creative about it. Um, Mm. So I just thought about it for a while longer. And I'm a big, like, I think I use my dictionary and thesaurus app probably more than a normal person. if (laughs) if even normal people have them that app in the first place, (laughs) <laughs> but I'm always looking for, like, another way to say something. Um, so I I wanted to – I think I was searching for, like, master or um, something like top tier, like um, top shelf, whatever is, like, the choice of what you're doing. And so Maven came across, and Maven is essentially, like, an expert – the top tier of their craft their skill whatever that might be um uh-huh. and that can be just you know um someone who is a maven of a of their craft um but i chose to take it on like as as a name as a moniker um and i kept the keys um just because i loved it but also it worked over tenfold in ways that I didn't know was actually going to work to my advantage because when I started doing this, I never thought I would do chastity or entertain chastity at all. But um, Mm -hmm. Keys works in quite well for that purpose. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, fun. So that is is the origin of Maven Keys as a name.
0: Shout out to that in-depth answer (laughs) right there. I knew it was going to be like... (laughs) lot to it. Yes, I knew literally. it
1: wasn't
0: Yeah, <laughs> I knew you didn't wake up one morning and say, you know what, my name is Maven Keys. And I knew it wasn't like that at all. And it's super yeah. interesting you talk about chastity actually because I know that's very big in the the world that you know we uh we work in and network in. Do you have a lot of people that are interested in chastity?
1: Not a lot. Just a couple.
0: Just a and couple that's
1: fine Mm-hmm. because i i i'm only one lady i only have so much like attention span so um yeah two two is enough at this point but um that's fun it's fun times as long as everybody's like having a good time with it that's all that matters but i also have met i always ask people right away um when they want to engage in some sort of relationship with me what their limits are and things like that and Uh, just like me, like, I'm very quick to tell you that I'm very open-minded, but also here's what I will not do. Like, I, Mm. I will tell you that immediately. Um, and I have a lot of guys who say those things as well, right out of the gate, like I'll do, you know, I'm so excited to do all these things, but this I'll never do. And I think Chastity is at the top of that list. Cause let's be honest, most guys need to need to get off. Most guys don't want to be locked up. That can be, it's, it's a whole thing on its own. So, and it provides a certain scent, a certain, like, I don't know, a certain, a feeling, a certain sensory deprivation that some people really enjoy. Most people aren't going to like that.
2: I
0: like that sensory deprivation. That is uh, yeah. a good way to put it. Would you yourself <laughs> ever wear a chastity?
1: No, hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. no. No. Mom, Mama needs love. Mama yeah, needs mama love. Needs... <laughs> whether it's from herself or someone else. Like, yeah. Right,
0: right. Yes. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Never deprive myself what, in that way. <laughs> I tell you what, though, for the guys that do put themselves in chastities, you know, uh, whether it's for their self or for the enjoyment of whoever their, you know, person is that's putting them in the chastity, holding yourself back, I believe. This is for the fellas right here, I believe, or maybe for the women too, but holding yourself back, I feel like gives the guys a lot of energy because the semen retention is actually something that is actually very vital for guys from time to time. Like you can't get off every single day. So you almost want to put yourself in a imaginary chastity. Have you ever heard of anything like that?
1: Um, no, well, yes and no. I mean, that's technically like edging. Right. And I have a lot of guys that are into edging, like long-term, like they, uh, want me to tell them when they're allowed to release. So mm-hmm. that's a fun thing to play with. And it's kind of in this, in a similar vein, I think.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> there's something about like holding yourself back at, at, as a gentleman where I don't know why but it like just gives you a certain energy and um I I believe believe it has something to do with the fluids that go through the spine and actually when you hold your your semen back it actually it causes a a fluid to travel upwards in your spine and it actually gives you energy in your um you know in your nervous system because it you know goes up to your brain it's, there's a lot to it I'm no doctor so <laughs> I can't give really you like the actual like you yeah. know the explanation behind it all but a lot of people can say the same like me like if i were to you know get off like first thing in the morning this is crazy i don't know maybe not every guy's like this but my energy level is different so i don't like know in a
1: bad, like in a bad way not necessarily or like bad. in a not as great way, way
0: i'm way more productive when i and this might be TMI. I know a lot of you, you come to the show. You want to know about the guests, and not really necessarily about <laughs> the I get that. But I don't
1: know. It, I love hearing perspectives from everyone.
0: For me, when I hold myself back, I have more productive energy. When I don't, I'm more relaxed. I'm more liable to take a nap during the day if I get off early in the day. Seriously, that makes sense. And I'm a. Person who I love to be productive. I love to be creatively productive. I like to do things that make me feel like the day is a success, and so I'm more of a nighttime person. um Gotcha. Per say yeah, and and sometimes I will put myself in that imaginary chastity, and you know, I'll I'll wait a week. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Mama is necessarily <laughs> like that, but you know, but it's also good for for yeah. marriage too because you know. I mean, you got to figure out ways to spice up the sex life. Yeah, a, I was going
1: to say, you got to keep it spicy. You got yeah.
0: to Yeah. So like holding ourselves back from each other uh, from time to time, it actually really actually creates this anticipation and a buildup so that when we do decide to, you know, go get it cracking, you know, it's a, it's more pleasurable rather. <laughs> I'm yeah.
1: sorry, I just got just <laughs> a mental picture of you be like, all right, let's get it cracking upstairs. <laughs>
0: I I do come off as the person that would like have a scheduled like, all right, so we're going to do it at nine o'clock PST. 930
1: (laughs) quarter after quarter till 915 then.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Would you say that you're like that as well? You're a very planned out person or do you like the spontaneous?
1: God, you know, I want to be, and I try to be and lists are like the best thing. And also like, I'm like, ah, fuck it. So, you know, we were talking about signs earlier and that's why I'm like, I'm constantly at odds with myself. Capricorns are like super rigid, very, I shouldn't say rigid, regimented. They're super methodical and like looking how to attack like everything and also how to get a bag. And that's Mm -hmm. my rising sign. And a Sagittarius is very much like, we let's have <laughs> fun and be bright and sunshiny and do whatever. And so I'm constantly at odds with myself. So I'm not as organized as I want to be. Mm-hmm. I find that uh, it's it's hard for me to stay organized for myself in this business. And so I have to like work on better methods. But if you pay me outside of this place to do an arbitrary job, I will fucking boss anything because Mm. I never want you to like, I'm always like, I'm the best person you've got is better than me. Like I, I kind of do that outside of like, I need to harness that energy for myself, like full force, but I haven't really done that. But in regards to like what you were saying earlier, I think it's interesting because um, I've I've met men who are need need something first thing in the morning and guys that don't and prefer night. And so you can I can see both sides of that now. I think okay. from a female perspective, I, I like I'm down pretty much any time of day, but what I will say is that in the morning, like if I get it good in the morning. I feel great, but I am also so relaxed in the body and my brain will go to another place the whole day. Like I cannot concentrate. Like if you, if you really dick me down in the morning, I can't think about anything else as the oh, day goes on. I, I really can't.
0: Except for that.
1: I have a very hard time. Yes. Yes.
2: But you if it's
1: if it's done right now, if it's just like cool, I got late and then I go home, it's whatever, and mm-hmm. then you go about your day, but if you like really connect with somebody first thing in the morning and then you have to like go do a day, you're like whew, like yeah. the Brit- the chemicals like you're just like overloaded,
0: so you would consider yourself a nympho <laughs> i ooh
1: i wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but I I prefer to stay pleased,
2: mm, gotcha. whether
1: that's me or whether that's someone helping me out. You know, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, that's, uh, you know, that's perfectly m- making sense right there. I got to ask, though. So you said that the Capricorn is your rising sun. Yes. And the Sagittarius is
1: my son, my like my main sign that's based on the day of my birth, December 13th.
2: See, Party I boys
1: take notes december 13th send me gifts and money
0: see, i'm taking those guys <laughs> the good thing. boy good yeah,
1: boy
0: you know i'm trying to you, know, know you got the keys so you know what i mean i'm just you know. trying to see what you can unlock here mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so with the sagittarius being the main sign how does one go about like having like different signs i didn't know that i thought there was just one
1: Um, that is an full astro geek. I don't go into super in depth, but I really love reading about it because there's planets and there's houses and there's fixed signs and muted signs and cardinal signs and all these things, um, Liliths and dark moons, and you can get really into it. And that is when you, uh, put in your date of birth plus the time and location. So if you've ever seen like, uh, there's some really funny memes out there where it'll show like a text exchange between like a guy and his mom, like it'll say mom at the top. And he'll say, mom, what time was I born? And mom replies, stay away from her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is girls like me, but I usually, I will work those things in a conversation again methodically and like i'll never be like so when were you born where were you born like right. I'll be like, so where are you from okay born and raised all right mm-hmm. you, like i i i will ask you what i want to know without asking you
0: <laughs> i hear you no you're very strategic that's that's the main mm-hmm. key way right there
1: it is it's a little bit i like to infiltrate i like to intercept the mind a bit um I loved psychology in college. So it was like definitely one of my favorite, favorite uh, topics still. Is, is that,
0: is that why you loved that movie that you told me to watch deep water? Yeah. It was a lot of psychology. <laughs> that, in that terrible
1: movie. movie. It
0: was a terrible <laughs> movie, but there was some psychology within there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also, you know, earlier when you were like, what should we talk about? I'm like, I don't want to talk about that movie, but, um, <laughs> In terms of like what you and I have discussed with like media and things like being injected in, into different spaces, when you are in this kind of work or you are like discussing sex work in general and you're like familiar with fetish, it's very hard to watch these things with a normal eye like you mm-hmm. would have before. And what was really funny about that movie in particular uh, is that. When I went and read the reviews like on Rotten Tomatoes after I watched it, people are like, what in the actual fuck? And, you know, like uh, the Reddit thread on that was so wild and I could not stop. like I was screaming, I was crying, I was laughing. It was the best thing because these people did not understand what was going on. And I'm like, well, if you look at it through a fetish lens is very simple. Oh, um, yeah. And for me, it was like he was absolutely a cuck that could not satisfy her, which is why she slept in another room, mm-hmm. why he lotioned her feet and her legs and her body before she went to sleep. Right. You know, like all these things was like she would smoke, blow it in his face. I mean, and constantly, like, there were just so many things reinforced, so many different ideas throughout that entire thing where I was like, wow, it just kind of really changed my mind about some things and how I view them. Um, And that one, sorry, I got a weird pain in my knee. Um, That one felt almost like they were in, like, total power exchange. Like, he obviously provided a certain way of living for an exchange of, yeah, they did have a child, but as she told him, you wanted that. You know, right. that's never what she wanted, and she was allowed to do whatever she wanted. But that was also based on a book that ended apparently <laughs> very yeah. differently. Apparently, in the book, spoiler alert, fast forward, go back if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> but he kills her in the book at the end, he drowns what? her in the water. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? <No fucking> way.
1: <laughs> because he doesn't want to get a divorce and she won't stop cheating, so he drowns her.
0: Oh, that puts a whole other perspective on, like, yes, my theory. Yes. I, what we're talking about. We're talking about Deep Waters, by the way, everybody, if you're, like, yes. wondering that at all. It's the yeah. movie with, who, who, what's that guy's name again? Oh, Ben Affleck. Uh, ben ben Affleck. Affleck, yeah. How do I forget that name, right?
1: <laughs> ben Whofleck.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, see, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> see, see, I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton, so I might have a British accent just <laughs> out of nowhere. I haven't seen Gal a lot lately. There like, we go. I shall make some uh some coffee my grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it's funny because like I've been so involved in that show over the last few days that like almost everything that I'm saying I'm like oh shit like that Bridgerton is really rubbing off on me right now. <laughs> I'll be calling mama goods my my duchess.
2: duchess.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really sweet though. That's cute.
2: Yeah. That's yeah.
1: a nice moniker. That's really like a sweet term of endearment. I like that a lot. Attempting. Is it really? Yeah.
0: I love how proper they were in the early 1800s.
2: Yeah. I almost wanna,
0: yeah, it is endearing, my grace. You know, like saying words yes, like exactly. that. They it were seemed, more.
1: It seemed less sexual and more like affectionate and more loving to say things like that. Sort of been like, yo, shorty, that ass tight. Like.
0: <laughs> stop it. <laughs> hey let's do a footmercial everybody smash the like button right quick hey i'm gonna do some shout outs in the comments here if you're on the live right now drop a comment so i can shout you out we got sebastian shout out to brandon Culverland Darkness, Narad Sharma. Hey Sharma, that's season two in Bridgerton. The Sharmas. Uh, shout out to Hassan, Amir, Manos, KF, Nelson. Shout out to Jake, Jakes. He says, wow, what have I came across? Shout out to Elaine. He said, Daddy G just popping in to support you, say hello. Never make it to the lives. Cannot stay long. But love to all and the wonderful Maven Keys, especially. Shout out to Lane. Appreciate all the in depth comments that you leave on the podcast. Uh-oh. Yo, Shorty, that ass tight. <laughs>
1: that ass tight. That Inappropriate. Is so- Inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's how you know she's from texas man
1: (laughs) yeah i dated a guy a couple years ago that said something about uh he made a comment about a guy friend that he had that would always like turn down like thick girls and he was like i finally had to tell that motherfucker that ain't southern like you know if you only like skinny girls you're not, you're not from Texas. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you are definitely not from the South at all. If you don't like skinny no. girls. No, 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 no,
1: no, but no. The, you, skinny girls. I've had, I've no had some skinny friends in my life. They're like, I just want to gain weight, and they can't. We're all good in our own ways. But you well, know, in Texas, we we like cornbread and brisket and I know man. things.
0: All the good barbecues from from. <laughs> yeah. South of Texas and Nashville. That and, it is. Uh, and I love some good barbecue. So I'm already knowing that I got to pay a visit to Texas just to get some barbecue sometimes. See, I'm a foodie like crazy. So you put oh, me nice. in a place like Texas, I'll definitely, definitely put on like 20 pounds. Yes, There's you no will.
2: I, mm, and hopefully. This is hopefully, a food city, on, city for I'm sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also so cute, Houston. Though,
1: but, Oh, man. Houston got the eats. Like, I I fuck with Houston so hard for a lot of reasons. I think Houston is, like, one of the – is – sorry, Austin. One of the – is probably the best city in Texas. If – hurricanes withstanding, that's a whole – that's an outlier. That sucks. That's kind of why I don't live there. But Houston is great musically, culturally, like, food-wise – Wow, everything is happening over there. It's fun city.
0: We had a sandstorm in Las Vegas yesterday, and that shit was crazy. I was like, "What the heck is a sandstorm?" You know, it was Darude. It looked. looked, I I don't know what I got. Is that wait? What's that? Is that is that a Bridgerton thing? No, no,
1: no, no. Do you remember that song "Sandstorm" by Darude? I don't remember that. okay, I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it okay. to you after this. Then you'll Good. be like, oh, that's the one. I
0: have to listen anyway. to it because it, it probably is exactly what I went to yesterday. And I just got done putting up my uh, my pool the day before. And I was like, no. damn. Yeah, I filled it all the Dammer. way up." Now there's like a whole bunch of sand in there. So I'm like, all right, perfect. But I didn't know that there was going to be a sandstorm. And, well, they call it a dust storm. And it looks super foggy. and just looks kind of scary. You know, a lot of wind is super windy and it looks like trees are going to break down. I'm like, damn, like that's Las Vegas (laughs) right there. Um, And also in Las Vegas, another random uh, weather thing that happens out here is monsoons and it just will flash flood out of nowhere.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, so. Nah.
0: Houston has the hurricanes. Las Vegas has flash floods and dust storms. So anywhere you go, there's going to be some kind of wild type of weather as long as i'm not anywhere near tornadoes i'm good
1: yeah 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 yeah. no tornadoes no that's no good yeah vegas tornado? is sick though yeah. like i i haven't been to vegas in a minute and i miss it i have very strong affinity for the desert like i love the desert in general um but yeah vegas is vegas is great
0: when you say <laughs> infinity for the desert Tell me about yeah. saying it in that kind of way.
1: Um, well, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, a couple years ago, uh, it's been longer than that probably, when I went to Big Bend uh, in West Texas for the first time, which is on the Mexico border, the Rio Grande River in mm-hmm. um, the Chisos Mountains are pretty prominent throughout this um desert landscape so it is it's really really beautiful and it's just untouched um but there's also like there's so much life in what you don't see like you look out and you just see nothing but there's a lot happening um and it to me is like the ocean upside down like it's the ocean emptied out right that's that's literal that's time that we can see where things have gone from something to what appears to be nothing. Mm. But the desert is like amazing because of how it is so extreme. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it can kill you so quickly if you don't take care of yourself while you're in it. And it appears to be non-directional, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so vast. I don't know. It's very scary, but it's also like super magical. Like the first time I was out there it was Um, I had just like built a fire and I was going to go hiking the next day and was watching the sunset and like these coyotes just like came running up over across like a bend and like stopped like a hundred feet away from me and like looked at me and then they just like went off in the distance and I was just like. Yeah, so, I don't know. You just have those moments with like nature where you like connect in a weird way that you don't even really. You're like feels a little magical and a little spiritual. I'm not a religious person, but um, I've had some pretty uh, magical experiences in the desert. So
0: yeah, you know, and like, not drug
1: induced either. Honestly, oh,
0: that's, there you go. Um, there you <laughs> I
1: do like mushrooms, but I haven't done them in the desert. I have too much respect for the desert to put myself in an altered state. <laughs> Up but there.
0: what that altered state is, what we're supposed to do when we're in a desert.
1: That's true. I've done mushrooms on a hike in like a warm environment, but not a desert. And even then, it was really that was super fun experience. It was really trippy, um, which is, is the, the point.
0: <laughs> you know, because you you can get really dehydrated fast in uh, yeah. the desert. You know, especially if you're yeah. drinking. If you've ever been to like a pool party in Vegas or anything along those lines, yeah. you start oh, yeah. drinking in the sun. You're gonna get dehydrated way <laughs> quick. You're not gonna be able to tell whether you're drunk or if you're just like dehydrated and lightheaded right. from that. Yeah, exactly. When shrooms on a hike, though, that's like a whole nother connection with <laughs> with uh, just nature in general. That sounds yeah, fun.
1: yeah. I was I mentally having a not good time uh when I did them you know in terms of like life I was I was I felt like I was like at a crossroads and I was feeling very lost which is why I wanted to go out and do them mm. and um <laughs> I had like a moment where I'm I'm a I'm a you, okay if you're if you're listening right now, y'all, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm a crier. I'm a big crier. I'm a big softy. I don't tell people that, but I do. I cry a lot. So, um, being someone that cries, emo- uh, emotions run high for me whenever I do mushrooms. Like <laughs> it's very much a roller coaster and um even if I cry, it can be out of like happiness. So, I um, I'm that particular time being out there and on the middle of the rocks and um, like just kind of sitting and it had been so hot. It had been so hot the whole time, only like two hours and just like still air. And I felt like almost sick Mm -hmm. and I was also tripping and it was just trying to so I like stood under this like little tree and then all of a sudden there was like this massive gust of wind and like felt, it felt like the universe was hugging me. No lie. Uh like felt it like all over my body, and I like took a deep That's breath, and then I just had like tears like come down my face, but it was like I literally like felt like in in the air something saying like you're you're okay, you'll be mm. okay um and that was like a really like eye opening moment for me that was the first time also I'd ever done mushrooms alone. I'd always done them with other people. And this was the first time I was on the ride alone. I felt like I could trust myself to do so, and uh, it was a really good experience—emotional but good.
0: See, I think I think certain things like marijuana, shrooms, and things that are natural from the earth—they really connect you with the earth so much more. And I believe, like what you were just describing right now, is like the the world's energy. Like you can just feel everything, and like to me that. That's God right there, like
2: absolutely
0: like, you know just the energy of the world all put together in the universe just telling you that you were okay at that very moment. have you ever noticed I don't know if you use marijuana ever um but something that I Every noticed
2: day,
1: okay? all day
0: all right, so remember <laughs> when we did our podcast uh a month ago right with everybody mm-hmm. i I said. That I don't use that at all, that I like to, but I don't. Um recently I um I I grabbed a vape pen and you know, I've been, you know, kind of, you know, little, little hits here and there just to kind of change the head space a little bit. And something that I noticed that happens to me is that I become way more like attentive to the things that I'm doing and way more focused, even being a parent. But have you ever like smoked some marijuana or however you in took it and noticed that like you become like so much better at just caring in general, like even like towards a dog, even like, damn, I could be a better dog parent right now. Yeah. Like, like, going like come here, let me pet you a little bit more, you know?
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think it's because you're becoming more connected with the, the energies and you're just your your mind space is like on another level, a more connected level to the world in general.
2: Agreed.
1: I really couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. For me, I I probably smoke a little too much. I should probably cut back a little bit so I can feel a little bit a bit more of like. The intention of the sensation behind it. I still, I just, I smoke so often because for me, like you were saying before, um, things that are naturally occurring, super helpful. I am, unfortunately, someone that has, like, way too much anxiety, Um, and I, uh, my Aries moon makes me want to, like, come at people, Mm. but all the other parts of me don't want to, like, come at people because... I really do have a lot of compassion. I'm always trying to look at people and understand or at least try to understand what they might be going through um, before I, like, go hard at somebody. So that's why I spoke weed before I, like, walk out the door because I'm like, all right, let's see these. Let's go, you know, see these people. Let's go see what society has in store today. Uh, Yeah.
2: But so also, the like, from, yeah, like- I just don't
1: want to ever take pills, like for anxiety and stuff like that. That doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me.
2: I hear so, you. I hear you. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. The more natural solutions, overall, to be honest. But you know, I yeah. know there's a lot of people out there that do you know, find that the, the pills might help them and everything, but.
1: Yeah. If you like have that. a severe imbalance and you need them by all means, I'm not bipolar or anything like that. At least if I am, I'm not diagnosed, <laughs> but um, no, not to make light of those things, but yeah, if right. you need them, you should take them. I, I'm not quite that extreme. Hope I don't think I try yeah, to journal you know. and I throw tarot cards and I talk to the universe and, you know, do what works that. for me.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I want to get on a couple things that we brought up in a yeah. second. Let's do a footmarchal. Shout out to everybody on the live. Smash that like button for the pop pot. Pop squad. Oh, shit. And also, just a reminder, if you have not subscribed yet, press that subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching this on Spotify because you can watch these episodes on Spotify now um, leave that review on Spotify shoot the pop pod up in the ranks also leave that review on Apple if you're listening on Apple right now I would highly recommend go to YouTube or Spotify to check that video out because we're in a foot marshal right now if you don't really know about footmers they are super hot Super. (laughs) Yeah. I know everybody loves Maven as much as I do. So be sure that you all are on her Twitters and IGs and all the places that you should be enjoying her presence. I want to circle back around to when you mentioned Cuck from the whole movie Deep Water. What do you think about Cuck hold? Do you think that's something that you are particular about?
1: Um, like, am I into that? Do I like it? Is that what you mean? Sure. Um, yes and no. It kind of depends. I I like the idea of. Well, I'm very much into tease and denial. So oh. that that's a lot of fun for me when I have somebody that is a cuck. Um but it's also um you have to be careful depending on what there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to go about satisfying that fetish for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that there are more often than not a lot of Guys like to use like the racial aspect of cucking um, is really common. I personally don't really get into race play at all. I don't like fetishizing the color of people's skin like that Mm -hmm. bothers me. Um, So that's not something that I engage in. So I always try to be clear with people that I go about it in a different way. Um, So if they're okay with that. Um, But if you're someone that's like, I want you to cuck me at the BBC, and I'm like, that's not what I do, bro. Um, So, (laughs) um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I kind of dance around that a little bit. But I also, like, I have, like, one of uh, my subs, Mm -hmm. uh, he is outside of Houston, and I don't get to see him very often, um, which is fine, because he likes that. And so we just have video calls and text calls and when I want new shoes or if I'm going to go on a date or something like that, like he wants all the details and in all their, in all their glory. And that is pleasing for him. And he also likes to pay for those dates because it does something for him internally. He's also in a cage because he likes to be. So there's different ways that that like, that's very fun for me too. So, yeah.
0: But, so there's a, there's a psycho uh psychology behind the cuck world, I would say.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Very interesting one. May I add, have you heard about the Courtney Taylor stuff that's been going on No, at all? No. Okay. So when you said fetishizing somebody's skin, um, this, this brought this to mind. So, just maybe a few days ago now it might, the event might've happened about a week ago now, but so basically she got into a domestic, um, a domestic, uh, dispute with her boyfriend, um, of which was a, was a black man. And he would go on rants on Twitter about how, you know, white women are so much better than, than black women and things of that sort. And, He would, like, all the way fetishize just uh, white women in general, right? So anyways, that's, like, a whole other story right there because, like, his, all of the, um, like, the Black community or whatever, and I may not be in the right place to be talking about all these things, but I'm just reporting what I've read and saw. Um, They, you know, are really upset with him because everybody's expecting them to get behind this right now because Courtney... uh, allegedly stabbed him and right now she's not in jail she's out getting drinks at bars and what have you um but that community i guess they're really upset because um everyone's expecting them to get behind this but they're saying oh why would they do that when he was fetishizing white women things of that sort so that's when it gets real messy with all the race and stuff and all that and i'm with you like i i don't like to get into all the race stuff as well yeah. but you know, no, it's a really like crazy and messy situation. But anyways, so she's a model who, you know, she's on uh, OF and probably some other sites or whatever. And she got fairly popular. And so it's just a huge story right now because basically she killed somebody and she's not locked up. And in fact, she just went to court apparently for a DUI, but not for stabbing and killing the guy. Oh, so, wow, yeah, very, very.
1: Yeah. wild that shit's wild i know it's wild
2: yeah Yeah,
1: it's a it's a weird thing because like you said the psychology of it i don't think that uh i think the people that ask for race play i don't think that they even necessarily understand why they want it uh, and sometimes there's guilt and shame stuff wrapped up in that um from like a therapy standpoint that it feels like some sort of like released or some sort of like catharsis i'm sure um i just don't engage in it cuz for me it's like as uh i would like to believe i'm someone that constantly works on being anti racist and um mm-hmm. i don't uh I, I i've never claimed to be a woke person cuz cringe but um i'm an aware person and i'm an aware white lady i'm aware of the problems that white women put out there for society and the privileges that we have that we don't recognize. Um, And so when someone's like, you know, lay that kind of power on me, I'm just not into it, just not into it at all. And one of the first, one of the first people to ever message me and ask me for a meetup, Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted. He wanted me to, literally like the what he had described and it was so wild to me because he was such a lovely man. And then when he described what he wanted in in a meetup in a session was, you know, essentially for him to be treated like trash to be uh for me to order food, chew it and spit it on him and uh tell him how worthless he was and then mention the color of his skin while I did it. And, you know, I just I, wow. I understand that was something that he needed but i as i told him i was like if i understand that's what you want i don't feel comfortable doing it or accepting money to do things like that it's just not and he was very much like can we please like work out a compromise and i'm like no we really can't i'm because now like i know what you want and that i'm i i can't give you that i really no. can't um so th- but again like i said there's 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 things behind that that, as a white woman, I'll never fully understand. You know, I don't know what it's like to have black skin and to have a white right. person talk down to me. I don't know what that's like. So I don't really like to engage in that type of power dynamic. I think that's uh, way too extreme for me and it's too delicate. I don't enjoy Absolutely. that at all, at all. I'm with
0: you. And, and especially being that you're from Texas and that is a, a melting yeah. pot out there. So
1: percent.
2: Yeah, you know, I have and, um, black
1: friends. I, right. I, I have friends of all types, and it's yeah. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. No, man, money, no, money I, or not, money or not. You I'll know, I, I feel like that's been the one thing in this business that uh, you know, when you first start, it's like, all right, let's get a bag, and then you realize that that bag comes with asterisks, things underneath of it, and so. Um, you know, everyone can decide what works for them and what doesn't. But I can tell you, I have said it no far more than I have said yes.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, you gotta <laughs> so have a lot boundaries. of things yeah.
1: since day one. And I think that's really that's that's how you curb burnout. That's how you can stay consistent and also sleep at night. You know, I don't care if you offer me two thousand dollars to like demoralize you in the color of your skin. I'm not going to do it because I won't be able to sleep after I go home. I'm going sleep for weeks, maybe not even mm-hmm. months. And then how long will I have to talk to my therapist about what I said to you? <laughs> even right. if it was in role play, you know? So it's just, you have to figure out what That's works and what doesn't.
0: I see. Um, we have a, a viewer that says race dom is hot because it's such a taboo.
1: Right. I, I get it. I understand that. And I understand that it's hot for, for some people. Right. I just can't go there.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. I'm just not the girl. Right, right. I mean, there's others I'm yeah. sure that, that, you know, are into that, but not totally hear you. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean you got to have some kind of boundaries, especially if it doesn't make you feel comfortable. When you're getting these requests, when in the moment of them asking you, is it like something that they clarify before you're together? Or is it something that is like oh, awkward yeah. about before? Uh,
1: like No,
2: after?
0: I,
1: yeah. yeah, I always have. I always have open conversations before I do sessions or do any type of like role play through like video and stuff. Like what, what is it exactly that you're looking for or at least a loose idea. Um, And if they, if that seems cool in terms of what they give me in feedback, then I will also kind of respond um, with sounds great here. My hard limits just in case any of those are something you want me to incorporate, then we won't be able to like, interact with each other but <clears throat> usually from the from the word go if those things don't come up they usually don't ever catch me by surprise um, but, uh, things that are extreme in nature um, I think they make themselves known out of the gate <laughs>
2: yeah
1: because people are like I want this and then I can easily be like respectfully I'm, I'm not I'm not the girl and um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, sweet peaches Lane um, she's one of my favorite foot yeah. models was on this um, podcast. Oh, she. I did. I yeah. completely missed that episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. She was on episode well, 21, either 19 same. or 21. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go back and watch it because she's one of my, oh, I love her so oh, much. But totally my favorite things that she says is no kink shame, just not kink same. Like mm. that's that's all it is.
0: Totally. No, that's a great yeah. saying. No. Kink same or no, no
1: kink, sh-
0: no kink shame, not kink same. No kink shame, not kink same.
1: That's yes.
2: it, right? Yes,
0: lane. yeah. Shout out to sweet peaches lane. So, I want to ask best. you because I love hearing you like talk and go into depth about certain subjects. And speaking about power, women, and knowing that you're a, a Texan, um, everything that's going on with the uh, abortion laws right now. What is your thoughts on
1: that? Uh, it is wild and very upsetting uh, in a lot of ways, so many ways. Because, and it's also um, it it's really upsetting because you know we. Uh, we I shouldn't say we as a state, but our governor, you know, um, kind of took the reins and decided to incorporate this um, and caused enough influence or enough, um, enough people that were like minded the way he was to think Mm -hmm. that they could do this amongst other states. And so now it's, It's spreading, and that is even scarier that it's starting to happen in other states because, oh, wow, these laws are so insanely unforgiving, um, and the fact that we have a law about abortion in general is just nuts to me because, again, I'm on the side of... The fact that abortion is is health care, it's medical health care. And more often than not, that is the reason for doing so. There's a lot of things that can happen during pregnancy in early terms and even later in term that things go wrong and not by anyone's intention. And to criminalize people for things that their body can't control. Just, right fucking so out of bounds I I can't I can't even so I've yeah it's it's super upsetting you know just as as a woman in general it's it makes you fearful when I I mean just being in this state and um in 2016 before the election um the presidential election in 2016 I felt very scared. And then after that election, I felt very scared I, to the point I went and got an IUD. Wow. So like, um, that, I mean, that's how that, those things impacted me. Like, you're like, oh, I could go to jail or be put in prison for things beyond my control. Fine. And right. I just won't have children and I won't give a man any kind of option to impregnate me. Like, fine, then I'll double down. I'm shutting, I'm shutting down for business. You can't even put me in that position. So um, again, that's not, I don't think all, and again, as a white, a white lady privileged to do so to just go to the doctor and be like, lock it up done. Not every person can do that. And I think that is the bigger issue at hand, especially in Texas, anywhere in the South and just abortion healthcare in general is the people that this truly impacts are people that don't have access to the resources, people that have different colors of the skin. Also, girls that are underage, girls that are um, raped by family members mm. or, you know, you if you aren't able to talk to someone that you trust and you have to get an abortion a do you have the money. B, do you have the resources to go to the doctor in the first place and the transportation to do so and the support afterwards, mentally, physically, and emotionally to deal with all that? No. Like people think that it's something that's not that big of a deal. Well, I shouldn't say that. You have advocates that are like, it's just a bag of cells. And it is from a science perspective. If if you're in early terms or whatever, and and that's how it goes, um, it is a simple procedure. It does happen very quickly. But whether it's early term or later in term, um, the emotional and mental ramifications that come alongside of having to make that decision, and especially if you make that decision under some type of duress... It's, yeah. it's just so unfair. And there's literally, there's no, there's no challenging law for men in that capacity. There's no law written anywhere in the United States or anywhere in the world that says a man can't do X with his body, not right. one anywhere. And that's why women are fucking pissed. And we will eternally be pissed about this. And I get even, it's hard to not get mad at other women that back it as well. And it's like, it's not, you have to take the procedure out of it and what the procedure means. And you have to look at it from a macro perspective as the female body and an organ, a legal organization saying you can or cannot do something with your body is eternally fucked and to get on board with that is just nuts to me it's just nuts but anyway
0: no i mean that's it, my totally that's my rant not, on
1: it but i
0: feel like anybody that backs that like how could you back that like how do you not understand the reason why people are so outraged about the whole situation and that's why i wanted yeah. to ask you about that yeah. because i knew you'd go into depth and you being somebody who is an empath and You know, even talking about the situation, I I could see that you were getting serious and, you know, a little emotional about, you know, about that topic in general, you know, because it is a serious one. And it does make people want to cry when they talk about it or, you know, even think about the audacity of uh, a, a government institution placing laws like that. Like, how, how? Does that even make sense? Are we even in real life anymore? <laughs> you know, yeah. This what makes That's me nice. wonder is when things like that happen. Like, are we seriously in the simulation at this point? Or <laughs> like, what is Dude, this? every
1: day? Every day. The other day, I was talking to just like some random people, and I said something, and like ten seconds later, I said the same thing, and I go, I just did. I just say that, and they looked at me, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like. I'm sorry. There's a glitch in the matrix. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's just like one of those things where I like constantly like this cannot be real. Yeah. But I mean, we just, I mean, we're going to go on the conspiracies a little bit, but, um, you're talking about mushrooms earlier and like, um, altered states of being, I mean, that's just what's cool about those types of substances. They allow you to enter like a altered state. Um, that is going on at all times that you just can't quite tap into because you're conscious, you know, the subconscious mm-hmm. is like wild in that way. Oh, yeah.
0: So Oh, totally. Yeah. It unlocks certain <laughs> parts of your brain mm-hmm. that you normally don't use. And it makes you have those realizations where it's just mind blowing. You're like, wow, why didn't yeah. I think about that when I was not of this sub- substance at yeah. the moment, you know what I mean? So
1: yeah. The so- neurons fire differently. Yeah, just mm-hmm. poof, poof, just especially poof. when your ego when your ego gets to melt
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: a that's a that's that's a that's a powerful yeah, tool that's,
0: that's another thing because everybody has ego and i've never done sure. um dmt because oh, i've either. heard i've heard dmt completely melts the ego away <laughs> and you know or even ayahuasca yes people go to places like peru or yeah wherever else they go to to see a shaman and they have those ayahuasca sessions and i believe they last a few days and you know it's supposed to like remove the traumas of your 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 past in some kind of form or fashion because it unlocks different parts of the brain that might be holding back something i don't know it's interesting
2: yeah
1: yeah and a very intense like therapy session essentially i really want to do ayahuasca as well but i um i'm so terrified because every documentary and video i see is people just like violently ill and like i'm i'm a puker like after a night out like if i'm drinking <laughs> liquor you don't want to know me the next day like if i really turn one on like I, i'm i'm inoperable so and i will i will That's so much information. But yeah, I'm a puker, guys. I'm a puker. And so, like, (laughs) ayahuasca for that reason is like, I think that would, I would have an epiphany and then it would kill me, like from dehydration.
0: (laughs) She said, I'll have an epiphany and it will just.
1: (gasps) (laughs)
2: I'm
0: so done with you. Hey, let's do a foot martial. I got to go pee really bad. So let's do a foot Do that, do that. want to know He's who back. was uh thinking one more drink by T Pain during that uh you know, somebody was. Right? <laughs> Can't
1: you a drink. Oh man. Such I a good better, album.
0: I know That's better than to buy you a drink because you're inoperable after drinking.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I I'm a wine gal. I'm always gonna be into wine. Um I didn't used to be wow until I moved to Austin actually. Um it's a different uh, it's just a different vibe with wine down here than where I'm from. And so I started to learn about wine and I uh, started working in fine dining. And uh, so, yeah, wine is, is my jam. I will have a cocktail here and there, but not very often.
0: I grew up very close to Napa Valley. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, you know, that was kind of like a weekend type of thing going to the wineries or if you're, dating somebody oh let's you know go to the winery you know let's it was always wine a good country
2: time. yeah do oh, some yeah.
0: wine tasting and you know kind of jump from uh vine or not vineyard to vineyard but winery to winery and it's a good time or or find that one that you really like and go and have the 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 hors d'oeuvres with the wine or yeah. if they got a restaurant there you know do oh, yeah. do a little appetizer and then oh my gosh man there's this ben, restaurant it's called Rutherford's. If anybody is ever in the Napa Valley area, go to Rutherford's. I'm telling you right now, they got the best uh au jus dip sandwich there. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And then they got the artichokes. Oh my gosh. And now I'm getting hungry.
1: Uh, well, Rutherford, that makes me think of, I remember serving like a certain bottling of cab at one time and their main claim on that bottle was Rutherford dust is like mm. a part of the soil composition in that particular vineyard that was from a former Creek bed that existed like a hundred years prior or something like that. And so that imparts itself into the soil, into the vines, it like comes across in the glass, like really cool. Um, anyway,
0: I fucking love it. Let's do your horoscope. (laughs) Let's Let's
1: do it. Let's do it.
0: Sagittarius, right?
1: I'm the Sagittarius. Um, is like my main, my sun, my sun sign. And then okay. mentioned earlier the Capricorn rising. And then I also have an Aries moon, which your moon is kind of like your real self. Like that's what's like just under the surface. Like your sun is kind of what you show everybody. And your moon is like who you are when you're alone. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, your rising is kind of uh what takes over in presentation to society as well, kind of like, I remember someone not that long ago, one of my good friends who I've known for years said something to me about like, but you're so organized. You always have it together. And I just, I I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard and I was like, I have you so swindled. Like I have nothing (laughs) together. My life is an absolute mess. And I cannot believe that you think this about me. And he's like, "Well, I've worked with you for so long, and you were like so like on your shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, at work, oh, right? At work, you Jeez. and and also I'm I'm just very good at like helping others, but like when it comes to like helping myself, like Jesus, someone throw Maven a life raft, like give her, <laughs> t- 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 throw them all, like she's grasping, she's drowning." Not really, not really, yes. but, you know, that's, like, one cool thing about, like, being a little bit older is, like, the older I get, I'm, like, well, uh, I think it takes, it's easier to take the punches because you're, like, shit, I've, I still don't know. Okay, well, I just don't know. So, I, I'll just be here figuring right. it out.
0: No, you do <laughs> come across as a very, or a person who has it figured out and... You know, know a lot. I will say that I agree with those people greatly. Um, so Thank if you were to look at your horoscope, what sign would you look at? Do you have to look up all of them, or?
1: Um i I often do look at the three. Um, okay. I always look at at the Sagittarius, like as the main focus. Okay. Um, I also often look at Scorpio often because that is. that's my, my,
0: I'm all the sun. uh,
1: (laughs) I know. Well, no uh, Scorpio. I have a a few placements in Scorpio, but particularly my Venus is in Scorpio. And um, I don't know what you know about Scorpios, but they can be super intense and like very brooding. And we're kind of like PI detectives and um, they hold grudges and they love very deeply and intensely. And, that's how I am. Like when I feel crazy, like if I have a crush or if I'm dating somebody and I feel like nuts, like out of my mind, and I look at like, I'm like, okay, that's like my Scorpio Venus. Like, you need to like, <laughs> like, uh, you're normal. You're a normal person. You don't have anxiety. You're a cool girl. You're mm. cool. I'm not, I'm not cool. I'm not cool. I'm like I want to be chill, and I'm not chill. I'm super anxious. So I'm like always amped, and I'm always up here, guys. I'm always up here, hundred percent. That's hey, my horoscope. Did you ever,
0: did you ever watch? <laughs> did you ever watch Eurovision with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Yes. You just reminded me of that when you said I'm a cool girl. Remember when Will Ferrell was locked <laughs> cool up? he's like, he like, remember when he was like. Oh. He's like, yeah, man. Just let me go. When he was locked up, he said, "Be a cool guy."
2: Yeah, be man. a cool
1: guy. <laughs> be cool. That's be cool. Funny. Yeah, exactly. That's, right, well. uh, yeah, I'm always at odds with myself, and I always tell people, and I'm like, "Here's my big three, which are like the the Sagittarius." capricorn uh aries thing and then and then I like to throw in that scorpio venuses so i'm like which means i'm a serial killer and i want to stab all oh, my lovers
2: oh my
0: god yeah. <laughs> on that oh. note everybody know. <laughs> so would you say
1: you no, got split
2: it, personalities or
1: exactly no no not at all but i also like i have that crazy part of my brain but i actually don't display that to other people and i <laughs> i'm actually somebody that if you say that you don't want me in your life anymore, or you start to back away. Then I I I reciprocate energy. That's just, right. that's just how I am as a person. Um, you know I I give what I get and vice versa. And so if you pull back from me, I will ask you if you're alright. And if you're like, yeah, I'm good, I'm just busy, I can read between the lines. Like I'm almost forty. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all busy. That's fine. Right. So I'll just be like, okay, well, cool, bye. But right. I also have had people. I'm kind of that Scorpio kicks in for me. I don't really hold grudges, but it's more so for me. Like when I'm done, I'm done. And if I feel like I'm underappreciated, then I'm truly done. And also if you tell me that you don't want me in your life anymore. Okay. Then I will remove myself from your life, but I I can make it. So like, you'll think that I never even existed. Did I actually meet her? or Was she like a figment of my imagination? No, like, Mm -hmm. when you tell me you're done, so am I. Cool. Bye. I really, I don't have the energy to be friends with people that don't really value me and vice versa. So I I just like, like, again, reciprocation is everything to me. Consistency is a big thing for me. Um, You know, people ebb and flow. We all do that. But um, communication about those ebbs and flows is where consistency comes in. I think
0: that's very uh, Aquarius. Like we're allowed
1: to be human. That's
0: what very that's very Aquarius of you. Everything you just described. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: yeah. I love Aquariuses, but Aquarius men, you stay away from me. You're all of you. <laughs> I love you. Stay away from me. You're the worst um, and the best. You're the best lovers. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, shout out to the Aquarius man out there. Shout
1: out to the Aquarius men, you bastards. Ugh. What
0: about Taurus? What do you think about Taurus? Taurus, is
1: Taurus? I'm currently dating a Taurus and this is the ah. second time I've tried to date a Taurus and uh, it's the best and also the worst.
0: <laughs> oh shit, just Des- describe why.
1: Um, I, you know, I, I love Taurus, like Taurus is friends like the best and I have so many of them because they love food They love, they love the best of everything. They love comfort. They're bare. I always say, I'm like, you are like my Maslow's like hierarchy needs people. Like you're like sex, sleep, food. If it, if I can't eat it, fuck it or sleep in it. I don't care. And like, I have a lot of respect for that because I also am like someone that always just wants to be like, I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be comfortable. And oh, Torren's also have like great taste in music always. So It's just always like good times, good vibes, but also like (laughs) there's, they're they're always right. Um, They always want to be at home, which I get because Torrens have the best homes. All of my friends that are Torrens, when I go in their houses, I'm like, no wonder you never leave. It's just, like, they're always, like, this warm, inviting, like, I just want to be here. They always have the best beds. They're always super, all the pillows, super fluffy comforters, like. But they also, on the opposite side of that, never get out of bed, always take naps, text back (laughs) when they want to, and they're always fucking right. And I don't know. It's like, as friends, I'm like, I love you. And then as lovers, I'm like, I love you. You're pissing me off. Um, so I don't know. I. It's I'm always like, off. it's it's a balancing act. You know, you always like learning new things about people. Not all Torns are the same, but the, I think those base things are generally there. I know that I don't wake Torns up. Torns wake themselves up. Yes. And I think that's why this person that I'm dating right now is like, oh, she gets it. Because mm-hmm. he literally sleeps until he's like, Okay, I gotta leave in like five minutes. And I'm like, Okay.
0: <laughs> That's the only thing that I that I'm Are you I a tourist? That one. I am a tourist, but like a lot of the stuff you just described is definitely me. Um like I, I do like to be home. I do love my home a lot and I'll make it to where I don't have to leave here. Like I'll do everything here. Um, but I I wake myself up like early, like all the time. I'll like I'll go to sleep at midnight and then I'll wake up at five thirty in the morning. I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. Yeah, like I I don't believe it's a sleeping issue at all because I could sleep. I just have this thing about me where I'm eager to get up and get at the day and. Yes. conference goals type of thing like i'm eager yes. like i like I don't want to go to sleep the fact that i have to go to sleep pisses me off you know what
2: i'm saying clear,
1: <laughs> yeah i get that that is big Taurus energy for sure i think that all of like all my touring friends are also like let's get it like let's get it every day like always relentlessly working towards whatever it is you're passionate about no matter what it is. You're like this is it. This is what I do. That's the only thing I do and there's only that. And you're like all right, cool. Cool cool cool. <laughs> but yeah, therefore, that's awesome.
0: Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, we're on podcast number 54 on the uh, Pop Pod. And <laughs> that's why we have Maven back on the pod because we're getting to it. She's a hard worker. The Pop Pod is working hard and we're just getting to it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. By the way, thank you again for having me on. I am um, absolutely obviously was like really thrilled to be invited when we were in Las Vegas or when we were in Los Angeles with the homies. But um, you know, I've uh been watching more episodes and super honored because I know you just had Mathema and Cosmic on and those girls and, and Empire and those girls are such a big deal in this community, and I'm like so like honored to just be like mixed in that little group, um, or just like in the similar lineup. So yeah, thanks well, for having Maven me. Keys. I really appreciate it.
0: You're Maven Keys and I'm super honored that you would be on the podcast at all. So, you know, absolutely. You. Shout out to Maven Keys, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely one of my faves. Uh, like I said, I, I love how in depth you like to go. And I mean, honestly, you're a star and I'm glad more people are getting to know you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. Before we get <laughs> off today, is there anything that you would like to tell your new fans, current fans and future fans to come?
1: Um, ooh. I mean, obviously like, like we all say, please, you know, follow me on all the social media stuff on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, daddy goods, got it all tagged down at the bottom and subscribe to his channel too. But also, um, I obviously have OnlyFans guys. You can reach out to me there. Um, and I make customs for people. I do sessions. Um, those are all, I put links in my bios on all my socials. So if you, you tap the link in the bio. That's how you can find all the things related to me, Maven Keys, uh, send me gifts, book sessions, find me on socials, buy things, just come say hi
0: just gonna say hi be cool guys just
2: say
0: hi i don't bite unless you ask me to oh shit. <laughs> well thank you once again <laughs> on the podcast once again and i'm looking forward to the next time i have you on because i definitely feel like we will have you on again isn't that right?
1: oh amazing yeah. i can't wait to come back
0: awesome awesome well shall we marshal our way up out of here
1: let's do it
0: Thanks, y'all. I
1: appreciate
0: all right. you. All right, everybody. We're going to full all our way out of here. Thank you all for watching. And uh, Maven, don't go nowhere. I want to talk to you after the podcast. All right. Smash the like button, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. I am caffeine out right now. I have like two coffees. I had a double sized espresso. I'm currently drinking a cold brew. So I might have to go on a run after this. (laughs) Right on, everybody, for tuning in.
2: And we're out of (laughs) here.